Hi everyone and welcome to the Career Uninterrupted podcast. A place where we sit with some of the best and brightest minds to explore the changing landscape of careers and what this means for the future of work. I'm your host Lochan Narayanan, founder and CEO of Off Experiences, a pioneering platform that equips and enables mid-career professionals to thrive through career transitions. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Career Uninterrupted brought to you by Off Experiences. I'm your host Lochan Narayanan founder and CEO of Off Experiences. Our guest for today is Anshuman Tiwari. Anshuman is, as a day job, he's a TIQS professional, transformation and innovation, quality and simplification professional with experience across multiple industries. He's currently head of delivery excellence with DXE Technology. While he does that as his core profession, as a service, he also coaches for career growth, he is a part of the LinkedIn Top Voices 2022 and LinkedIn India Creator Accelerator program as well. And as a hobby, he also runs a podcast and YouTube channel focused on managing better, enabling mid-career professionals to manage themselves better and look at career growth. So thank you so much for being here, Anshuman. Thanks once again for taking this time out and making yourself available. My pleasure, Lochan, and thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure speaking to your audience and reaching out to more people. And this topic around manage better, career transitions, career movements, career growth is the pandemic, is the real pandemic of today. So I treat it that way that and a lot of people, including me, you, all of us around us, we need that help uh, and happy to help in any way in that. I like the word that you use saying it's the pandemic of today, but it's not supposed to be looked at in a scary fashion, but it is something which is being experienced by a lot more people. But before we jump into that, I want to, you know, want our audience to know you a little better. So maybe if you could just quickly share about your experience, your journey, uh, any specific career transitions that you underwent would, you know, we could just get to know that better. Sure. Uh, it's been a long career, uh, <laughs> still some time to go, but I started working in 1994 as an industrial engineering graduate. So like many of us, we were looking for any job that we could do at that time. I was one of the yeah. ones where I actually started out with the job, with a job where my qualification was a direct fit. First job was as, a, as an industrial engineer, which was not very, I would say, Common at that time in 1994, I started working with a company called Raymond mm-hmm. for textiles. So I was actually positioned or posted at the textile unit near Nagpur. And uh, somewhere along the line, I, you know, during my engineering itself, uh, I started developing some interest in quality management, and which was more driven by the professor who was teaching us and, you know, his, his style of teaching, his interaction, and the general tendency to gravitate towards the subject. So I would say the seeds were sown at that time. uh, And uh, then I kept uh, following, chasing that topic a little bit, kept going on to call the, in the quality of world and later on moved into transformation, innovation, simplification, like you introduced me in the beginning of the show. Uh, All that I feel is a, is a manifestation of quality in in some ways, right? So as my career progressed, I have made a few shifts. I won't say that too many shifts or nothing any like a dramatic 
mm. you know for from a space scientist to an rj kind of a <laughs> yeah uh, something sure. like that but i am <laughs> right. um, like many others that common man or woman who has made subtle shifts and has not been too scared about those shifts and uh, mm. along the way so mm. that's the message that i carry that you know huge shifts happen to some people but smaller shifts happen to all the people and mm. we are ready for that then we can come good and and succeed otherwise you know it becomes a challenge and a pain and you know the, the what is meant to be pleasure becomes a pain that kind of thing so you know you call your career pretty ordinary and uh, you said a lot of people a common man and woman go through this but not a lot of people start talking about mid career blues uh mid career shifts mid career changes so what brought about that like was there a specific incident or did you just notice that happening around you so how did you start talking about this because a lot of people don't talk about it they think it's it's it has not been my problem it was it is someone else's problem not mine so what brought you into talking about this so lochan i wish i had a very intelligent articulate answer to this but um, a little bit of it is serendipity some of it is um, more accidental some of it is choice uh, okay i think for most of us and in everything in life lochan the trigger is always accidental or something mm. else mm. then the choice is for us to follow that trigger or not that yes. choice is with us yes i don't think accidents happen by choice of any kind right if so, the universe conspires in some way or somebody else's life incident becomes our incident or accident or whatever you call the choice i made the conscious choice was to dig deeper into this mm-hmm. but uh, since you asked about how did it start uh, i would say a series of things you know as i and it may be worth noting that you know while i started working in 1994 it wasn't until 2008 that i actually had any kind of team till mm, then okay. individual contributor which is okay. unusual for yeah the, to be in a career for 14 years 15 years and then and then also it was one person who reported Ma- reporting to you okay <laughs> so, wow so um, for from there to build a reputation today of uh, you know more than useful people manager Mm-hmm. I think it's also an accident because there might have been something in me which found a match, and I mm-hmm. continued to pursue that. So, long story short, in around 2012, that period, I got a team of about 15 people. Okay, which was 1500 percent increase from <laughs> from where you were, <laughs> from where I was. So, um, it sounds uh, better that way, right? So, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, <laughs> and and within those 15 people there were two layers so i suddenly not only had 15 people but i also had i was a manager of managers manager of managers yeah so mm-hmm. my first move of as a manager was actually as a manager of managers so oh. i uh, in many ways skipped a generation mm-hmm. so to say and this brought in some issues you know where i found naturally coaching and counseling people in my team and words mm. around and then other team people from other teams started walking up to me yeah mm. i need 15 minutes of your time and mm. so that was the start uh, mm. you can call it a trigger you can call it a you know choice i made mm. and i started feeling that look i think i'm making a difference because more and more people are coming at that time i wasn't fully aware of the words coaching counseling and 
these kind of word hmm. later on uh, and i moved to hsbc and my team grew to more than 100 um, hmm. so that's when the natural people manager in me started coming out word further spread around that i could do this quite well yeah. at hsbc i was nominated to do a i wouldn't say a coaching course but that course had elements of coaching and that was a fantastic one so that is where i formally started to understand that this is this is something people do as a profession and right ey then i did my first as an internal coach program kind of thing so you are your question was more where it started so it didn't start anywhere it just happened and i kept walking i chose the path and here i am awesome like you i i think the fact that you said that accidents happen and what you do with that is a choice i'm sure you know there are other good people leaders out there but not everybody makes it a conscious effort to go out and help people or you know guide them and support them if someone comes within my team yes but like making that conscious effort i think that's a great choice that you've made and you know that kind of brings you here for this conversation today um so i'm going to circle back to the word that you used when we started the conversation and said it's almost the mid career blues are almost like the new wave of pandemic i mean i know why you're saying that because i also personally believe that but i want to hear your thoughts on what's been your experience as you've dealt with you know coached mentored um uh, mid career professionals younger professionals why are you saying why are you using such a big word there was this something that never happened before or so what's changed that's what i i kind of want to understand anything that is happening today has happened earlier will happen again that's my general view the scale size shape nature can change sure. including technology and other things right so i won't say that mid career blues are new or anything in 500 years ago mid career blues would have been somebody in the farm you know or or you know stable or something finding it very difficult to manage the job and probably they would die of some injury or mm-hmm. something 40 and something yeah they didn't have uh, mid career blues right they didn't have long life let's start so, with that <laughs> uh, first point i always share is that i only recently i gave this example in a i won't say financial personal finance for mid career people mm-hmm. kind of a workshop that today our life expectancy in india all average included is 71 years mm-hmm. 25 years ago at the turn of the millennium it was 61 years mm 62 years actually so mm. 10 years so in less than 10 25 years we all as a population are living going to live 10 years mm-hmm. more and by the time you and i will get to that age probably this number will be 80 or 85 yeah. in any case we are privileged to live in larger cities access to healthcare nutrition you know better engine facilities we are going to live longer accidents you know aside this is for the first time in history that mm. population is going to live that long yeah we are not ready for that uh, mm. this society is not created for this work was not created for this many countries in europe are extending their uh, working age to 7 9 so correct. um imagine you know what used to be life expectancy is now work life expectancy mm. so this is a huge change which we don't notice because it happens slowly it mm. happens over 25 years mm. but when you look at 25 years in the context of known history it is a minuscule time in 25 mm. years our time span on this planet has increased by 10 years so the second shift lochan is that 
the first shift was this age and yeah. that expectancy and society not being ready. The second is that while in our previous generation, being in the same career was, was absolutely normal. Mm. Our own current generation has probably shifted three careers. And the next one is likely to shift five careers in their working life. And if you count the age after retirement, 60 to 75, we might have a fourth career as well. Yeah. And I'm talking careers. I'm not talking role changes. or yeah, yeah. I'm talking actual different careers. So suppose I retire, I'm 50 now and retire in 10 years or if I'm retired earlier from my organization. I will pick up something. Let's say I start teaching in MBA school. That's mm. a next career. This was unknown earlier. So society does not have those jobs. We don't have those skills. Uh, we don't have an entrepreneurial mindset. So these shifts are happening as we speak. Mm. Other shifts have happened over hundreds of years or our generation for the first time in known history. Shifts are happening within our lifetimes. And this is not a minor thing. If you read industrial history, if you read other yeah. as well, most of the shifts have happened over hundreds of years. So the people who actually contributed to those shifts did not survive to enjoy or you know yeah. that, that shift we <laughs> will either enjoy or or you know suffer the consequences, consequences of, <laughs> of the same shift that we are part of right this has not happened earlier in in all recorded history and i'm saying it with some responsibility in all recorded history because if you turn around the pages everything has taken hundreds of years to happen mm. right so these are two extremely important things these are very macro very very highly macro mm levels and then mm. at micro levels things like new job opportunities are now available mm. people are not too shy about learning new things it mm. is okay and acceptable in, in this society to be redundant to be fired from your job and then look for another job it's completely okay so these are minor shifts in my view so no. that's that's what has changed absolutely and if i were to add there is another shift like the fact that Maybe, like you said, 500 years ago, nobody lived up to even 35 and average age was like 40. The mid-career goes at 20, you know, your mid-career is done. And we see a significant contrast between the previous generation and the coming generation. So I think there's a, there's a huge contrast. So our parents' generation were largely looking at survival, which is the basic roti, kapra, makan you know, get that in place and you're sorted and you should have enough to get your kids married. You should have enough to like live a normal average life. Thankfully, because of that financial comfort in some sense, you know, a lot of our generation is able to expand a little more and say, okay, you know what? I want to live a larger than this kind of a life. And I want to provide that to the, to, you know, the next generation and the coming in generation saying, okay, you know what? Everything's taken care of. Financially, I'm not worried. I'll I'll probably, my father's already there, got me a house or I have a house. You know, I have a car even before I'm like 22. And so there is a, all of those shifts that are happening. And as a result, the I feel we are also moving up on the Maslow's hierarchy as a generation. So instead of just focusing on the basics, we're actually moved up two levels and said, okay, where is the self-esteem? Where is the question around, am I driving joy? Am I driving purpose? Am I deriving um, a sense of satisfaction as a space of work also has started to evolve, I think, is as a as a generation. So I'll add to, I, mean, I thought I'll add that as a third dimension uh, from a psychological shift perspective that we're seeing. So given 
these different shifts that are happening, right? Um, and I also happened to read one of your posts that said that uh, the biggest uh, challenge for mid-career professionals is uh, not to not that they're going to be laid off or redundant, but that they feel stuck. You know, can you elaborate on that? What Where is that coming from? What is leading to it? Um, and what is it also causing as a result? That feeling of being stuck is not new, right? So it, mm. it has been around. Earlier, it was okay to probably complete your career in the same job that you joined. But now there is society and peer pressure, first of all. We see people around us changing jobs, changing cars, changing houses, and, and all that. And there is a certain expectation from peers and society. So that itself pushes us to feel that what we may have achieved, even if it is substantial, is not enough. So this is a, I won't say a psychological aspect, but there is some psychology in this because we are comparing with people who have nothing to do with us and we have nothing to do with them. Mm. But that actually leads many of us. And in the coaching that I do, most of the time, this is the core factor, Lochan, that they are actually not stuck. They are doing fairly okay. After time, I end up saying that, look, from the last 15-20 minutes, I don't see any evidence that you are stuck. So that is one. So I'm mm -hmm. not denying that people are stuck, but sometimes it is the feeling of being stuck. Feeling of being stuck. Which yeah. is equally bad. Right? So getting stuck or feeling stuck is the same thing. So mm -hmm. because the person impacted feels yeah. stuck. right? So Correct. it is not your and my opinion that matters. The person's opinion matters. And if he or she feels that you know they are stuck, they are stuck. So that is one. The other portion around feeling stuck is that what actually happens, you know, what actually happens is that we start feeling inadequate. We start feeling, you know, less respected by family, peers, colleagues, and so on. And that sets a vicious circle that we start feeling that, oh, whatever we are doing, we are not good enough or mm. that imposter syndrome concept sets in and, and it becomes a real quicksand. So most people I speak to, once we have settled that, whether they are stuck or not, they are in this, I am feeling inadequate zone. Because the pyramid of uh, corporate life is such a large number of people will not make it to senior management. They may become senior in age, but they may not make senior, it to senior management mm. or leadership or whatever name we give it. And that starts biting them. Uh, I have known classmates who were till school and college together. And one went on to become almost next to the CEO level and the other was uh, an operator in the same organization. That peer pressure is intense unless mm. the person is spiritually inclined or, or can handle that. Mm. The pressure is intense. So these are some of the factors I would say. I mean, there are, there are a lot of studies, but a simplified description would be one is inertia, of course. Human beings are designed to operate so the Newton's first law was not for objects, but was <laughs> for people. For, probably for people. Uh, we, unless some external force is applied on us in any form, whether we are, when we are children, you know, parents, you know, conversation or or violence of some kind uh, will will push us to do something else. And as we grow older, you know, other forms of force take over. But that inertia is a huge thing. Mm. Uh, I recently mm. spoke to somebody 
who said, Anshman, I've been thinking of changing my job for last 15 years. 15 said, years? So, like a whole career, <laughs> lifespan's gone. And so, I said, look, I can't really help you because if you have been thinking about something for 15 years, mm. job is not the problem. There is mm. something else. Right? Mm. What else have you been thinking about for 15 years and not been able to change? Right. Mm. So obviously, then we found out that he was a smoker and, you know, right. not paid attention to his fitness, health and other things. So there was a trend or there's a pattern that emerged that generally he has been postponing everything in life. So mm. job becomes one. It's one, one of the one more thing that has been postponed. Mm. So inertia is one issue. Fear of friction is another issue. Mm. Fear of friction means friction with what? Like exists what is you're my manager and I I want to grow, but I fear that you know if I ask for too much, you may be upset and you may there will be friction amongst us. And Mm. again, human beings, most human beings by nature do not want friction. We grew up Mm. in tribes where we helped each other, and the tribes were protected by wild animals because Mm. human beings were helping each other. So cooperation and you know, the likes are actually in our DNA. Mm. And as a result, we generally don't want a friction situation. Mm. Even in personal life, we tend to avoid. You avoid know, yeah. There are exceptions. And sometimes I feel some exceptions should be there to this this feeling mm. of unusual cooperation. and yeah. <laughs> so, so that fear yeah. of friction holds many people back where they don't want. And then that weeks become months and months becomes years and we land up at that person like 15 years so wow. friction is the second one um, and this is huge because human beings are not designed for friction mm. amongst ourselves right we can fight other species but amongst ourselves we were originally not designed for friction all other friction that we find in terms of conquest and other things are because of you know land or other uh, resources yeah. So the second is fear for failure. The third is a modern day. Uh, so second was, I would say, a ancient day reason. The third is modern day, which is laziness. Sheer mm. laziness, you know. So mm. modern day comforts have made us a little lazy. We have most people I know can finish their day's work in two to four hours, but, but pretend to be around it. for eight to 12 hours. This is height of laziness because they can't do something else in that time. So they stretch it and so on. And of course, laziness has another other manifestations as well. I'm not saying only this one, but because of the comforts we find, we in general become a lazy race. We don't have mm-hmm. any mortal, I would say, danger on a daily basis. Yeah. Which was there when we were growing as a species. Yeah. 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 So we were not as lazy because mm. we knew that, you know, you be lazy for two minutes and something is going to eat you up. Yeah. So today, nothing is going to eat you up if you sleep around one hour more or, or you get my point. Laziness is the third one, which I find. And all of us are in that, you know, you, mm. me, everybody we know, only the degree varies, right? So mm. that would be third. The fourth is, how do I prove? Blame. So I keep saying that the most Natural human emotion is blame. Mm. It's not love or fear or other things. It is blame. So mm. when anything wrong happens, we quickly look around who can Who's, we blame it on. Yeah. Right. So the so, victim mindset you're saying, I am the you victim. Can say in victim this. mindset, certainly. And uh, but this is even deeper that you know our first reaction is that 
who can we blame mm. in personal relationship at work on the road anywhere else we are never at fault you know somebody mm. else that to blame and this when we are never at fault we never improve as well so mm. we are never at fault there is nothing wrong with us so if mm. there is nothing wrong with us why fix something that isn't broken yeah. so i don't need to improve because there is nothing wrong with me uh, it is wrong with everybody else my manager is not right my ceo is not right my hr manager is not right and my, you know spouse neighbor mm. neighbor's dog everybody is <laughs> after me so uh, these are four <laughs> factors that i often talk about um, and these are a little unusual there is no psychological research around this but based on the reading and meeting people that i do i would summarize that as these four so i mean i i completely agree with you i think um, all of these factors there is a general uh, sense of comfort we like to be in that space we don't like to you know as they say shake the <laughs> shake the current situation why do it when everything's going okay this aspect is not new right so this part of like why unnecessarily shake things when you know everything is going okay and things are going fine etc cetera, etc cetera. but the level of restlessness in general i mean even i as a coach when i see this with mid career professionals uh has gone up significantly either because to one extent like you said we they, they feel stuck because they look at someone else and they say okay that person went from x to y and i haven't you know i've only gone from x to you know 2x so is is this causing a much bigger uh, rift or challenge or you know in your experience when you speak to people do they feel that uh, i'm no i'm still in the comfort zone and i'm not coming out of it and i don't want to come out of it but i want someone else to do something for me is that rift feeling like you know bigger is that something that you're sensing when you talk to people i won't say lotion because the fact that people are willing to talk about it and seek mm. coaching means that probably even if that rift is there even if that instance is there this generation at least the people whom i have spoken to uh, and i have no reason to believe why you know they would be any different from the rest of the population so this generation is a little okay speaking about it there okay. was a lot of stigma mm. with this around 10 15 20 years ago and you mm. been you and i have been around to know that yeah 10 years ago if somebody was redundant or made redundant there was a huge stigma around it yeah yeah right? absolutely now that is not as much there why because a people are openly talking about it and b the person who is also interviewing has known many such cases or himself or herself mm. has been through something like this so it's a little normalized i think else in life as the instance of the particular act increase it tends to get normalized a little bit so right. i actually think that people are a little bit more open to talk about it to seek help also mm-hmm. and um, you know it's not any worse from the previous generations the previous generation issue was that people did not realize that they are stuck yeah. and they were happy with that feeling if they ever had Mm. or there were limited choices they must have yeah. grappled with their choices my parents and and you know people i know i'm sure they would have had thoughts that oh i'm in the same job for so mm. many years. but look what were the choices at that time yeah. so very limited choices Correct. so it's easy to blame a generation or or ridicule another generation but it's always contextual so yeah, somebody absolutely. i would say that today's generation or the generation that is seeking help 
is actually more aware more open mm. more willing to embrace this limitation and uh, I, i think that's a that's a healthy sign for society in general absolutely um what is the role of financial comfort when people come to you or talk to you about you know their mid career blues or mid career transitions i mean i have some thoughts but i just want to hear what have been your experience there what's the role of finance right like when they come and talk to you about this so few kinds of uh, conversations happen one is around you know i want to be financially independent and retire by 40 which i have started telling people that you know that's absolutely the wrong goal to chase mm. unless of course you define financial independence as doing what you would like to do mm. spending your time how you want to and still making some money some to, money. Keep, to keep your life going that is important right so this picture of that is sold that you know you will be on the beach in goa and you know <laughs> with your legs up and having sipping your drink all day that is pure nonsense you know that doesn't and how happen long are you going to do that for 45 years next yeah, but how long you know you are going to live for 80 85 you know, yeah. years yeah so this financially independent and retire at 40 is missold a little bit uh, like many financial products this is also mm. uh, because people are people misunderstand it right so of course the original meaning was that you should be able to do what you like to do or want to do yeah and that should have some gainful employment around it it's, mm. it it is not for unless of course you are charity you know into charity or ngos and want mm. something for a little less privilege and all that is all noble cause so coming to your question so one category is this which i which get a little bit of scolding from me <laughs> so <laughs> i take advantage of my hair uh, and uh, and bully them a little bit that this is the wrong way to look at it all for right. to build financial independence but not for this reason mm. uh, this way goa will be full in two years and <laughs> you, you will have no place to go we will have to look for more places more goas mm. then <laughs> yeah so the other is uh, people who of course have made very poor choices um, mm. and i am no financial expert and i don't pretend to be one but at a macro level i can generally give some inputs like there is this one person i spoke to you know couple of times and he has uh, invested in three houses mm. two of them are still on home loan mm. as a by his own admission has a car which is far more fancy than his means mm. as a result 70 80% of his salary is already blocked in emis and debt firstly how did he manage this because in the current financial system he should not be able to get these many loans mm. but obviously he has pulled some something some magic to mm. get you know may not be this extreme but versions of this are happening all around us so this is the second i would say group of people and i don't offer specific financial input so i obviously ask them to go to a financial advisor to see right. professional yeah. support but in general why are you buying three houses when you can't afford even one why are you buying a luxury car when you all you need is a regular one and, and so on right so uh, the and then the problem starts that i need a promotion because my expenses are mm. gone by 40% so what mm. is in your control mm. the expenses or the promotion so that's the question i ask you know the promotion is not in your control you can of right. course talk towards it but it may or may not happen 
but the expenses are certainly in your control like everything else in life control what you can and manage uh, let others manage the rest right so these are intertwined subjects mm. but um, very complex uh, situation some people really get into a real tangle on financial stuff i mean i don't have any words to say that how did you even land because you didn't land there overnight right so you yeah. it's taken 5 years 10 years to get there in that tangle so it's a little bit of a problem i mean i do know of people who had major breakdowns emotional breakdowns because their career required a little bit of a reshift or they were in a role which was super stressful that they were not liking enjoying they were taking all the stress but uh, the first thought that would come in okay so why don't you change your job or why don't you change your company the answer was i can't because i have a certain lifestyle and i need to maintain it so i'm willing to take that kind of stress till they reached the point of uh, absolute burnout and like nervous breakdowns and you know and and finding themselves out of work you know for two years or three years and and you know then scrambling all over again and saying oh you know i had a so definitely this is very one. real lochan uh, this is very very real and it's a problem that even our generation i know friends colleagues and they are struggling uh, they have built unreal expectations around uh, their lifestyle mm. and if a career accident happens they can't fund it and in that anxiety sometimes like you said the accident is more likely to happen and it does happen so it's a it's a problem uh, certainly so typically when and i'm just asking as a space so what do people come to you specifically for right like you've coached mentored a lot of people in your personal capacity professional capacity what's that one common question that they come in with or one common dilemma that they come in with and uh, how do you respond or handle that i think the most common one is that i want to change my job and mm. i need some tips on how to okay about changing my job i have a model around that which i generally explain that there are three types of shifts one is a simple overlap if you if you imagine two circles in a venn diagram or your listeners can imagine this two circles in a venn diagram and you want to go move from one circle to another circle if there is a 50 70 80% overlap then you yeah. don't really need new skills to mm. do that job and it is unlikely to be in your company because as you grow senior the kind of job that you are doing you are the only one doing that one job. doing that yeah right? yeah, yeah. so that it's unlikely so you might have to take similar job in another company mm. hence the 50 70 80% overlap sure but there is a less there is less risk involved in this and therefore less reward also the risk reward equation risk reward and upskill equation is quite moderate in this so mm. this is one type the other is intersection where less than 50% overlap is there mm. this kind of job you can find in your own company because there might be other jobs where your mm. current skill sets may be useful but the risk is high because you have to learn something there is some upskilling required yeah. and reward might be high because you might get noticed in the eyes of the management and leadership and you might be then earmarked for senior roles of course you can also do something like this in a, another company but chances right. you might be preferred in your own company over another company the third one is like i said nasa to rj kind of thing mm-hmm. where she's completely adjacent yeah and has sometimes no visible or logical link 
from one career to another there might be a core skill like communication or acting or or looks sometimes where mm-hmm. people can make shift from maybe entertainment industry to something else or or from mm-hmm. something else to a tv something mm-hmm. or for those kind those are adjacent ones and they are you can't really plan for them that easily so the first two are the most common one which i explain and then i help them understand mm. which one is more likely for them and how will they mm. go about it mm. and then you know we discuss some tips of course the doing is always for them i right. can only give inputs on how to go about it so this is one most common one the other is around burnout actually um, okay people feel a lot of um, they don't know the word but they, when they come they are actually done i mean it's very difficult for me to help that mm. but um, you know that reason for of course that burnout is that there is limited job enhancement people are doing the same thing year after year mm. and it is no longer exciting there is peer pressure society pressure definition of success is different of course there can be they can be very hard working people as well so sometimes what is good for them in early career becomes their enemy in mid career so that kind of thing Okay, I wasn't expecting burnout as the second most common one, but they don't know the word. But yeah, um, but that's that's where they are, and they are kind of are. articulating it differently. And yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to ask you two questions together. So sure. one, what all do you do to support? Of course, you coach, but apart from that, what all do you do to support people who are looking at these career shifts, career transitions, and what? else do you think is needed in this ecosystem to support so what do i do is is fairly easy i mean like i explained earlier this has evolved over the years so what mm-hmm. i was doing with people as a, as they were in my teams or when people from other teams walked up to me and wanted some input and so on i have translated that into some kind of a model like i explained one model to you there are similar other approaches that i share so that is something i do and of course i offer my time and not that i'm a full fledged coach or anything but when people do reach out i say okay fine you can book my time mm. like this so that is the easy one mm. but the ecosystem part is actually it can start with companies being a little bit more open to move people around i mm. have heard in the longest time when a marketing manager became a hr manager or vice versa Mm. right so and people also have to be a little more willing to try out different roles mm. uh, after a certain level many roles can be performed with some general management skills and yeah. basic intelligence so that openness can be can certainly go a couple of notches up then this is in our control i feel as uh, as people but something that is not in our control is our education has become very over, overly specialized in i do feel strongly that during our education maybe till school level grade 12 or whatever we should be studying arts and literature and science and technology together right what is now called as team so those you know that opens up our mind there are science students who have no idea how to fill their taxes mm. there are commerce students who have no idea how a tap operates or mm. a fan moves yeah. so this is this is not building bringing up a very capable generation right? right so i see that in that in my own children so mm-hmm. i'm sure and my children are neither extraordinary or nor underordinary in some mm-hmm. ways uh, they reflect the society that they live in and right 
the society that is we are bringing up as parents that uh, if children can't change a bulb and they want to study science there is something wrong in how yeah. our, our, our uh, kids yeah, so the yeah. second one is there of course this is some bit of it is in our hands the third is a little bit around uh, i would say if an engineer for example wants to become a painter society will mock her why because you know she did not fit the standards or templates that they developed this of course has to stop we should be more welcoming to people who change their mm. i know a very good painter professional painter who mm. just she left her ca uh, once she realized that no this was killing her that she wanted to be a painter it took couple of years but she now sells her paintings and there are a few like this and i'm very proud of such people because this is how society should be and and yeah the general jokes around oh you did an engineering and then you are a banker you have taken both a commerce seat away and an engineering seat away that is sheer nonsense you know it's okay mm-hmm. as a joke but when people start believing it it means mm-hmm. that, oh you want me to be in the same jacket that your parents stitched it for you not done so i, I think as a society we can be a little bit more welcoming and open to mm-hmm. career changes and shifts so it will happen a lot more and i i would love this society in general to be more welcoming to this and not see them with some disrespectful lies absolutely so with that my last question to you anshuman uh, um any thoughts for our listeners who are also mid career professionals themselves uh anything that you would want to kind of leave as a thought with them also i have been doing that for the last hour or so <laughs> no no just like in one simple like one single uh, sentence yeah. or so something I, i'll i'll probably bundle two three uh, one is of course seeking clarity so seeking mm. clarity is important but obsessing with with clarity is stupidity mm. so i find a lot of people you know want to be extra clear about everything else in life life doesn't has no or people around you have no obligation to fulfill your dreams mm. so be clear but don't obsess about it that mm. is one two i would say be open to more areas or new areas you can move to and take a few risks when you can our generation will have multiple careers and the next will have even more and the final one will be it is completely okay to transition don't worry about your neighbor's opinion and you know people whom you don't know don't care about or people who will not think about you tomorrow uh, much of our choices in life sometimes are based on what will people say Mm yeah forget that who are these people absolutely thank you so much anshuman lovely talking to you we i got so many different perspectives and i and i'm already visualizing the three when diagram spaces that maybe you know uh if if i will also smuggle from you uh <laughs> as a as a concept but uh, thank you so much for being a supporter being an ally for enabling more professionals to take charge of their career and that's really what our podcast career uninterrupted is all about not stopping anything or rather not allowing anything to stop your career however you're choosing to define it Absolutely. so thank you once again uh, my pleasure here. and uh, i hope this episode is useful to your audience and would be fun talking to you again someday absolutely would love that thank you so much career uninterrupted podcast is brought to you by off experience a pioneering platform that equips and enables mid career professionals to thrive through career transitions across life stages <laughs>